Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 144 of The Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? It's good. It's early. We're recording yes. at a very early time. I feel like I yeah. don't have my caffeinated voice yet. but you got a great voice. you got a good morning voice. It's good. <laughs> I am a morning person. So we're talking about friendship today and mom friends, which has been a hotly requested topic lately from our listeners. So I'm yes. excited about this. Um, it is one of those perennial questions. I feel like that it's always goes hand in hand with with motherhood and particularly new motherhood. So yes. happy to do this. Yeah. And we've you know, we've done it a couple other times in a couple of different ways. But with, you know, over 150 episodes in our archives, it's worth revisiting. And so I'm excited about the way we're going to tackle it today. We're going to talk about this idea of the quote unquote mom tribe, which I think is a little problematic. And we'll get into why I think some moms feel like you have to have a certain kind of tribe. And if you don't, you have to be on the lookout for one. So we might like bust up that myth a little bit. Um, And then in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the types of friends that every mom needs or that we think they do. And we got amazing listener suggestions because I posted this on both Facebook and Instagram and everyone's ideas were so great. So we're going to throw out uh, several of those ideas. So yeah, really excited about that. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. 
Okay. Well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Um, okay, so let's get into our first part of this episode. Um, so I'm going to just kind of, maybe this is just me, but this is how I feel like the internet and social media has made mom friends seem. I feel like we're sort of sold this story that everybody's got like a tribe, like a big group of mom friends that you go to girls nights out with, you have big play groups with, you go on fun vacations and you have this like big group sort of uniformly formed and full of the same kind of friendships. And if you don't have that tribe, then you ought to be on the lookout for one. And I, I feel like maybe that's come out of you know, people really do have these wonderful supportive groups of friends and we're totally not going to be knocking that. But I just feel like it's a little more dynamic the way these things ebb and flow over the course of your life. And I feel like somehow this tribe has become not artificial, but this like this mythical thing, this mythical thing. That's a great word. Legend. Yeah. Uh, This legendary thing that we all need to be on the hunt for. Um, So I kind of wanted to unpack that a little bit um, and just maybe reassure our listeners that not everybody has a big tribe. Not all tribes are as maybe as, um, I don't know, tight as they seem. Yeah. I was going to say close and also not as active because I know a lot of people do have tribes that barely ever see each other, you know, and, and your tribe might be made up of a lot of people who don't interact with each other. Right. So your personal tribe could be five people who never speak. That's that's definitely, we're going to get into kind of how our friendships have worked, but I definitely feel like I have the support of a tribe, but they're not actually people who hang out with each other. They're just people who fill my various friendship needs. So I don't know. We like lately we've been hearing from listeners that this is kind of a pain point. Like, you know, I, we, I asked recently on social media, like what's one thing you're struggling with right now as a mom. And a big one was, I feel like I haven't found my people. And a lot of it is because maybe I had kids later than my friends or I had kids earlier than my friends, or now I'm staying home and I was in the corporate world for so long. And so now I need to, quote unquote, find my tribe. So I think that's kind of just what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes is whether or not that's like as simple as it seems from the outside. And, you know, I don't I don't think that it is. So no, it's not. Well, it's one of those it's one of those imaginary aspirational things that gets kind of created on the Internet (laughs) and then sort of reinforced over and over again in social media. And so then you get the idea that everybody else really has that. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Or wrong with your situation. And so we like to bust those myths up whenever we can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, whenever you're on the outside or perceived outside of a group, it's really easy to assume that everyone knows each other. Everyone likes each other and is like (laughs) equally friends with each other and that you're the only one who isn't in the group. But it sounds so kind of fundamental, but really every single person in that group that you're observing from the outside is an outsider in some way. They're either new to the group or they're on the outs with the group or they're not fulfilled by the group. So I don't know. I think that's kind of important to remind people. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I feel like tribes change over time. And Megan, maybe you can kind of speak to how this worked for you. But the reality is this is way more dynamic than like you find your sorority and then you're in for life. So my, you know, I haven't been a mom for 20 years. So not only has my, my tribe changed dramatically over time, um, it's not even recognizable. I don't remember the names of the people I hung out with when <laughs> Jacob was a baby. I really don't. I couldn't tell you who they were, Jake and Isaac. Like, besides besides my sister and my best buddies, like, really, I don't remember them at all. Yeah. I think I met them on an email list or something. That was a thing back then. Um, and one thing about that as well is what I also learned from that experience of having my kids fairly spread out is that the way I did friendship with numbers three, four, and five was completely different from the way I did friendship with number one and two. Because I think that I was buying into that idea that I had to have like a big group. And so I was on this mission to find that group. And then once I was in the group, 
I found that there was a lot of kind of backbiting in the group, in my mm. particular group. Um, it came with like a whole set of um, pressures and drama and almost like like expectations mm -hmm. that I just decided I didn't want to repeat the second time around, mm -hmm. like with my second sort of clump of kids, if you will. Right. Um, also, then as a working mom with more children, I just didn't have the time to put into it. And so my second group of kids, I just ended up with a totally different approach to tribes. And it's really more like what you're talking about. Like I found the people I needed in my life to fill certain roles mm -hmm. without caring what in a relationship they had with each other. That right. was not, that had nothing to do with it. It's for almost me. like and the first time you went for the club. Right. And the second time you went for the individuals. I went just... for a la carte. Yeah. The <laughs> <second> time. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, like starting with William, I really was very careful about like, just filling my time with people who built me up and supported me and built, filled a need that I had. And I filled a need that they had without worrying about what that looked like as a larger. And that fits my personality. And I think yours too, Sarah, we've talked mm -hmm. about how we, we both tend to have more close friend, like fewer close friendships rather mm -hmm. than like big groups and how now social media for me, because I am drawn to kind of, I, I do have sort of that outgoing extroverted personality mm -hmm. but social media does make it possible to sort of scratch that itch without actually having to be good friends with all those right. people which helps a lot too so um i mean and that's just us maybe for some people like that big group really is important but it's never really worked out for me and i think that's totally okay i i think it's totally okay too and i think if it does work out for you and there's a lot of really great um organizations like mops or you know new mom new mom playgroups like our friend alec at yep. the new mom school those those are fundamentally important to sort of trying out these new relationships, because, I mean, we're going to we're going to argue in this episode that mom friends are super, super important. So it's not that you should throw in the towel and just right. <laughs> not look for your tribe. I think it's just maybe it's that the end goal needs to be revised a little bit. The end yeah. goal is that your cup yeah. is filled by this diverse group of people whether or not it looks like a tribe or it looks like individual relationships. Now you Absolutely. moved a lot also in those yeah. early years. Do you remember yes. times where you felt like less fulfilled? Like, Oh gosh, I really oh do gosh. need to go find a type of friend or a group. Um, the time when I was really obsessive about trying to find that tribe, like that big group was when I was living in a town where I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, now, mm -hmm. one of the benefits of those big groups, just like you said, is you do you try things out. You meet individual people that you want to form a stronger relationship with. Um, one of the people I met in the playgroup ended up marrying my brother. So, <laughs> you know, that that can I, I have a habit of having my friends marry my brothers. I don't yeah, know. It's I was just, like, I, didn't, I don't think me. I knew that about your other. Brother, yeah, no. But. Yep. Kelly was a friend of mine that I met from a playgroup. And then, <laughs> yeah, I brought her into the family that way. But um, so all that said, you know, I think those, that's really valuable. But then I think where you get hung up sometimes is not cutting to the chase faster and making it work for you, like figuring yeah. out who the person is you really want to connect with and then just proactively doing that and maybe not doing the stuff you're only doing because you feel obligated to yeah. or hanging out with people that you don't connect with as much. Like, you don't you're no you're not obligated to do anything ever. <laughs> it's like, that should so, be our show tagline. <laughs> you are you are not obligated to do anything ever. Yeah. Um, so, yes, at that time, I was really, really my my sister wasn't anywhere nearby. My um, good friends didn't have kids yet and they didn't live nearby either. So I was really just lost. I really yeah. didn't have anyone. And so then I really did feel the pressure. And also, I feel like in those days, I was just a little more I needed more support um, about things that like later I kind of just realized were normal. You know, yes. like I really needed to sit and talk to other moms about teeth, teething yes. and Yes. And diapers and potty training and all and weaning and all those things like I really needed. I think most people do. I think that. that's a really common. Yeah. yeah, sure. And then maybe it's that when when that kind of stuff falls away, you're left with sort of the golden nuggets of one or two friendships that really, yep. really deserve to be built on top of that foundation right. and go beyond. And the rest can kind of fall away. They, and they just serve their purpose. You know, there are conversations. Yes. I remember sitting in a, a group of moms having great conversations and I can't picture their faces and I can't remember their names, but I know that that was important yes. and helpful and formative for yeah. me. It's just that, you know, people feel people come in and out of your life all the time. Yeah. And sometimes like what's that old saying? Sometimes they're there for a day and yeah. sometimes they're wicked. there for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So 
No, I, you know, I, I think that's a really, really good point. One thing that really helped me was realizing that there is a difference um, for me in having a, a really wide web of acquaintances. I, and I noticed this when I moved from the Phoenix area to where I live now in Orange County. Um, I feel really secure when I recognize and are recognized by, so both ways, kind of a lot of people. For some mm-hmm. reason, it's, and, and where we lived in Arizona, this was hard. I lived right where like three different towns kind of overlapped and it wasn't, it was really spread out. Um, so you didn't run into people you knew at the grocery store, even though I lived in the same area for almost 10 years. Um, now my life also changed. I went from a non-mom to a mom and other things, but um, there's something really comforting to me about seeing the same people in the same places and having overlap. Like I run into my neighbors at the gym and the people at the gym, their kids play sports with my kid, whatever that is. And I realized that is not the same thing as a tight knit mom tribe or friendship tribe, but it is actually something that's really important to me. It makes me feel like I live in the real world in a community. And it's so, it was so much easier for some reason when we moved to California. And that I think is I think if you are feeling like you don't have a tribe, I wonder if it's worth asking if you feel like you're not rooted in your community, because I think they're a little bit different. My closest friendships are mostly not local. They're mostly with people who don't live in my town. But if I didn't have that web of acquaintances in my town, I would feel very unmoored. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's like no, it's it two does. different things. But for me, I need both. And maybe not everybody does. But I really like it's one of the reasons we moved to a smaller elementary school is I like when people know my kids and know me. Um, but I don't really care if I'm super good friends with those people. I just like to yeah. n- know people and be known as opposed to walking into every situation feeling like I'm seeing everyone for the first time. So that that's was like so, a, a big so thing for me. Because I almost was the opposite for a long time. Now I can't I can't escape it. I'm you on the radio. A local celebrity. Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> like I, I can't get away from it. But that was very uncomfortable for me. And for many years, I flew under the radar and I kind of liked it that way. Like right. I liked that people like I could just go to the gym and yeah, no one knew me. I don't know. It's, it's weird because I, I really do like to, I, I don't mind recognizing people, but I don't necessarily want them to know me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. So yeah, that was not super important to me. I do see the benefits of it though. And we could talk when we talk about our experiences, like with um, our, you know, how our friendships have changed and stuff over time. Like, I think it'll come out interestingly for both of us, like the challenges that that tendency has led me to. Yeah of kind of hiding from people sometimes. Right. Um, and you wouldn't think that about me based on my personality, but I do like, I tend to kind of hide. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I think it's more of like an extrovert performer thing. Like I want to, I want to be on the stage and like do my thing and then walk off the stage and go away and no one talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> so- no, I, I can see that. And like, yeah, like, like I was saying for me, it's mostly superficial. Like I don't really right. want to have long, deep conversations with any of those people. I just, like I like that I run into people I know around my town and I you wouldn't have, nod and smile. Yeah. And I don't have the small town background that you do or or if I do, it was from when I was really young. And so maybe right. I was maybe I was yearning for that all those years living in <laughs> big cities and big yeah. kind of sprawling metro areas. But I like it now. Um, yeah. So do you want to kind of talk about how this has evolved for you? over Yeah. The years? Yeah. Well, and you can as well. But I'll. Oh, yeah, you already did. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So everybody kind of knows my story. Like I've got now some built in friends that I've been close with um, throughout the years. Like my two best friends um, from high school actually had kids right around the time my youngest three were born. Right. So, so we had the first tight. two kind of solo, but then solo. Everybody yeah. My sister was sort of my my best buddy during that time because she had small kids then. And we really hung, we spent a lot of time together and we lived in the same town. Um, and now I live in the same town with my other besties. And so we've been really close. And I've always been lucky to have at least one person kind of that I'm really tight with that is like I can hang out with. Um, but those close relationships made me kind of lazy mm-hmm. about making new friends. And I also, like I said, I really like to kind of fly under the radar. And for a long time I did that. I called myself like the phantom mom where people <laughs> knew I existed, but had never seen me. I just like lady with all the kids. <laughs> right. Yes. Never around. Yes. Um, but it, it kind of made me a little lazy about making new friends. And so now that my kids are choosing their friends more and not having them chosen for them. Like Mm -hmm. they're not hanging out with the people I select for them to hang out with because they're my friend's kids. Um, They have their own friends. I have found that's a little bit of a disadvantage. Like I don't know what's going on all the time. Um, I just don't see their moms all the time. So like 
when I do run into them, they'll, you know, they'll bring something up that's totally news to me. Like, did you know mm-hmm. so-and-so is coming to your house tonight? And I'm like, wait, what? This actually <laughs> happened to me um, the other night. I ran into someone and she said, oh, hey, so I understand Jack's coming over to your house tonight. And I said, really? <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't know that. So, you know, that it just makes me feel sometimes, although I'm very friendly with all, I've kind of gotten over my wanting to stick my head in the sand and not talk to anybody. Right. I'm friendly with everybody, <laughs> but I'm not friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it does make me have to work a little harder. Um, just to maintain some idea of what's going on in those groups and to not have to kind of get, you know, just to be perfectly honest, not to get that feeling like everyone's talking about me because I'm the one that right. no one really knows about. Right. Like, I, I don't like the idea that I'm this person of intrigue right? Um, or that I'm a topic of conversation at right. all. That makes me very uncomfortable. So anyway, the flip side of that is I think now that my kids are older, my friendships are really centered around my adult interests, like mm-hmm. theater and my job and my outside, you know, work and like you and that kind of thing. And so I, I feel very fulfilled. I don't right. feel like I have, I'd never have to suffer a lonely evening if I don't want to. Um, but I have to balance that with the knowledge that my tight, I don't have like a tight knit circle of friends who are my older kids. Right. Like the kids center friends, parents. I, right. I wonder if that's pretty typical though. I mean, I, you're the, you're the mom who's been a mom for 20 years and I don't have a lot of other close friends who are in that stage, yeah. but I wonder if that's pretty typical. I mean, you're so right that the friendships are often around the kids' proximity and age and school. Right. And then it would just make sense. And I feel like from the outside, I feel like you're really good at making new friends. Like, don't you think you've made some new friends in the last five to 10 years that are oh, yeah. like become really close friends? And that's yes. not always easy, especially when your besties have been your besties since high school. Right. So, yeah, um, I, I wonder and maybe we have some listeners in that same stage if that's kind of typical is that you're, I think it's very typical. Yeah. I think what, what we tend to see again with the idea, this um, blown up social media idea of a tribe is that we tend to see like the subdivision moms who yeah. are all, it seems like they all hang out together all the time. Right. So if you're not in one of the subdivisions, you can feel a little left out. Like, Oh, look at like, it's, it's just a constant block party all the time. Right. And they all vacation together in some cases. Like there's these tight groups that can yeah. form out of things like that. And I don't have that. I don't live in a subdivision. I right. live in a, on a city block and my neighbors are older or single. Yeah. For the most part. So it just, it, yeah, I think it's very, very typical, but I think, you can still feel like it's your atypical. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's a really good a really good point. Yeah. Um. Well, be we be blah. before we take our quick break. I just thought I have a couple tips of if you feel like you don't have a tribe. I just gonna offer a couple final thoughts. Um. And we've touched on these, but one is kind of redefine tribe. You mentioned your online community, Megan, and I think that can be really helpful. If there's a part of your friend life that feels less fulfilled. It may be something that can be filled online by joining an online community or like taking an online class. Um, I'm never one to recommend that all of your relationships exist online, but I think that's a really meaningful source for inspiration, for connection. And so if there's something that's not happening for you locally, see if it maybe exists online. And I think the reverse is true. If there's something that's if you're feeling like online is where everything is maybe doing something locally would scratch that itch. Does that make sense? Yeah, so- no, totally. And I, I've, I should have mentioned that, you know, online has been a huge part of my experience as a mom. Yeah. Um, those online communities for, for the whole time. Yeah. 20 years. You were started off adopter. as forums and yeah. then it kind of switched to email lists. And then now it mostly takes place on Facebook, just like everything in the world mostly takes right. place on Facebook. Um, and I think that the, the trick is just, you know, one thing I have heard, um, is that there seems to be uh, as we see these more aspirational lifestyles and ideas kind of pushed out in our faces all the time. I feel like people's um, perceptions of whether it's true or not, I don't, I don't really know, but of how much they're being judged and how much like the pressure is on them has keeps going up. I feel yep. like moms are under more pressure than ever. Yes. And so I the, guess the word of caution is just whatever it is you're looking for, it's out there. So yeah. don't, you know, don't settle for a group that makes you feel bad about yourself yes. or where you feel like you can't keep up. I mean, there's some there. Your people are online. They right. are there somewhere. Right. Um, you might have to work to find them, but they do exist. So, no, I, I absolutely agree. And my other kind of final tip on this was start by nurturing like one friendship or one activity, yep. because I have found and I meant to mention this earlier that I, I've never been a big group of friends person. But the times that I have 
found myself in a group, it's usually because of a very close friendship with one or two people. And then they might be more group oriented or they might be the organizers or so I end up in a group by default, but it wasn't because I went looking for that group. It was because I connected with one person or I started one, you know, activity or behavior that led to the group. So um, it's almost just like flip flopping what your what your goal is instead of having a goal to have a tribe, have a goal to really nurture one or two relationships and you may find yourself in a tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Or like we said before, you can always work backward. And that right. that is online as well. You you can be part of a big tribe and then you can choose to really narrow it down and, yeah. and just invest in one or two people you really connect with. Yeah. Um, either either direction can work. Yeah, I totally agree. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um, we are going to talk about the types of friends that every mom needs. And this is going to be really fun. Um, I have to say, we threw these questions out on social media. And I was, I was really touched by the contributions from our listeners. A lot of people tagged their friends. Like they, oh, they said like, that. oh, every mom needs the friend who da 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 And then they tagged the person who was that friend for them. Like oh. that was really, really sweet. Yeah, I love um, that. So we each have, I don't know, three or four and we'll kind of volley back and forth. And then I'm going to also read some of my favorites from our listeners. So again, I guess my disclaimer here is we're saying these are the friends that every mom needs, but maybe you don't need these types of friends and you just, you just need to figure out what kind of friends you do need. So we're going to have fun with this. Um, And I don't know. Do you want to go first, Megan? Sure. I can go first. Okay. So the friend, the first friend I have um, is the come as you are friend. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, they come to you as they are, or you go to them as you are, and it's mm-hmm. all cool. So, you know, sometimes there's all this pressure about having people over or bringing your people to someone mm-hmm. else's house. Like the kids have to be dressed properly and you can't have dishes in the sink if you have people over. And everybody needs, I think, at least one person who can just see it all. Like kids in sweats or you in sweats, kids hair a mess, mm-hmm. like messy house. Doesn't matter. They can come over. You can come over. It just it's a draw. It's so casual. And there's a comfort level with that that sometimes you don't get right away. And sometimes you kind of can get there right away because you recognize 
the other mom is like having that hot mess side. Yes, I, I <laughs> totally agree. Sometimes do you also feel like this comes because a lot of our listeners mentioned this type of a friend. Do you feel like I feel like the older I've gotten and the more of a hot mess I've become, this comes quicker because I just don't have yes. the energy to pretend. Right. But I do feel like this is hard in the early stages. And I feel like yeah. it takes one person to come as they are for the other person to have permission to come as they are. And that's yes. hard. If you if you do that, you know, if you either host as you are or show up as you are, you are doing the other person such a favor. Mm-hmm. Really, you, you truly are. And I think you can even call it out and be like, oh, you know, this is my this is my Monday or whatever. And then they kind of realize that like everybody has those days or that life yeah. <laughs> and that they don't need to put on a pretense. Yep. So it's like pretense free friends that yep. everyone needs them. We've talked about this kind of when we talk about asking for help, like when you when you present yourself as a little bit vulnerable, the relationship just changes, whether it's yeah. asking for help or having people over when your floors are dirty. It's just, it, yeah, it, 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 for some people, I think it's hard to get over, but it's worth getting over. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So my first one is the friend who knows your family of origin. So mm. I mean, the friend who has been around since you were growing up and who knows your parents or your siblings. Um, this one became really clear to me recently. So I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but in December and January, my hometown was hit back to back by terrible fires and then terrible, terrible mudslides that killed 20 people in my my immediate hometown, like my neighborhood where I grew up. So we my family knew people who were killed in the most horrific way in a mudslide that happened in the middle of the night. And it was it was really traumatic. Um, and, and that came on the heels of the fire, which was massive and had people evacuated. But what I found so comforting, and I do have I do have a handful of very close friendships still that are from my growing up, but even some more like looser friendships is people were checking in on each other's parents and their childhood homes. And it was really comforting to have people who knew my family and who knew mm. where I had grown up. And so I, I don't know, Megan, you you to have lived nearby to people you grew up with longer than I have, whereas I like right. I moved far away for college. And then I moved far away from my college people to a different place. And then I moved from there. And I haven't moved as much as some people, but I have I have moved far a few times. So it was very um, striking how good that felt to have people texting to say, how are how are your parents or and then vice versa. So I think that's that's something to think about. It's maybe like it's not necessarily the closest friend that you're in touch with every day. That's going to be like your tribe all the time. But I still think there's something really rooting in that. There, There is. An, and it's not something you necessarily have a lot of control over once you're an adult. And, you know, depending on how how your family structure has changed or how much you've moved and stuff. But if you do have that person, Facebook's a great place to find yes. that person yeah. or those people. And I think you can just throw little nuggets out there to kind of keep the connection. Yeah. Like you said, it, it can be a really loose connection. Like, yeah. I can't remember what I was just reading that was talking about the importance of both tight and loose connections mm. on health, especially, you know, as we get older, that yeah. really doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about now. But but just like that idea that you do have those those those, those just those roots. Right. And yeah. there are little things you can do to maintain those without having to stay best friends with everyone you went to high school with. Yeah. And the other thing that happens at our ages and, you know, your experience has been different, but, you know, people's parents start to get old and sick. And um, like that's a whole new phase that a lot of our listeners are coming into is having aging parents or family members get sick and go through things. And um, I don't know. I just think there is we don't we no longer live in communities where you stay connected really tightly the whole time. But I agree. I think it can be as simple as Facebook. And I just was really struck by how how important that felt that there were mm-hmm. people who knew my knew from whence I had come. And, right. and the flip side was it felt really weird that I had close friends like, say, in my town now who had no, no idea, idea what was going on. Like, yeah. it felt really weird. Like, that's such a huge part of me. Like, my town's on fire and under mud and people I, I see every day and I'm, I'm pretty close to had no frame of reference for it. So that was right. just interesting. Yeah, no, that's that's really valid. Um, well, this is kind of, I guess, along the same lines, but but different. Um, my next friend is the neighbor friend. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you two different kinds of stories about the neighbor friends. I when neighbor I was friends. when I was um, when Jacob was two and Isaac was an infant, like 
two or three months old. Um, I lived in an apartment complex and it was like a really depressing apartment complex. It was like the only thing you could walk to was a Walmart. And it was in this really sort of soulless uh, suburb. And I was surrounded by just shopping plazas. Yeah. It was pretty bleak. And I was on the third floor. And as anybody who knows, and it was not an elevator building. So if anybody who's lived in a third floor walk up with a toddler and a newborn is feeling my pain right now. Um, And it was Minnesota and it was February. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So so I'm setting the stage here. It was, yeah, it was basically from the time, well, that whole first winter after he was born, we lived there. So anyway, um, I was pretty low. That was when I was really working hard to try to like, put together this big group. But even that, I mean, just to get to them was a a hassle, a huge hassle. And the weather that year was bad. And so I ended up just meeting this woman who lived down the hall. um, And she had two little kids around the same age as mine. And we weren't, we had like nothing in common, like nothing. (laughs) Except your hallway. Except our hallway. Like we didn't listen to the same music. We didn't have um, the same parenting style. Like, like we just didn't really have anything to talk about except our kids. Um, and in a very general way, like kind of a real roundabout way, right, because we right. didn't want to get too into the nitty gritty of parenting because we were doing it so differently. Um, but I will say that saved my life. Like mm-hmm. I knew her door was always open, sometimes literally, sometimes she would just leave her door open. And so like, <laughs> I would just wander down there and just have another human being to like share space with who is an adult. Um, I remember when I, I was really depressed for like a month and I just let my house go. It was really bad. And I remember her coming over and being like that that friend who comes in and opens the shades and is like we're gonna take care of this oh like you know it was magical it was super magical and I felt like for the first time in my life like I couldn't keep up with stuff and that was really hard like Mm -hmm. I was really struggling and having her come by and do that was amazing and also made me feel super vulnerable she figured out there was a reason I hadn't had her over in a month right so it wasn't like like why are you always coming here and you're never having me at your place and then she kind of just took it in hand and figured it out. And that was really, really helpful. Um, so now fast forward, I guess, 16 years, mm-hmm. 18. Gosh, sorry. Fast forward 18 years <laughs> to that woman. You say my life. I don't remember your name. I'm sorry, but you had really cute kids. I do remember that. Um, then I ha- now have other neighbor friends and I have an, a neighbor down this two doors down named Katie. She's in her early thirties. She's single. Um, and she'll t- send me a text and be like, Hey, come over tonight. I'll make you dinner or something like that. And I'll just go over there for like an hour. I did that last night. Just, you know, hang out with her. We talk about being single and yeah. her work and my work. And we have some overlap there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really nice to have that someone I don't have to get in my car. I don't have to plan yes. anything. Um, sometimes Clara comes down with me. Sometimes it's when Clara's occupied doing other stuff. Clara really likes Katie. So she'll come hang out too. It's just, it's really fun. And I also have neighbors across the street that I know it would be there. Like if I had an emergent need, mm-hmm. I could call them and they would come over and help me with it. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I don't do that very often. We don't hang out very often, but when I'm in the mood for some adult, you know, mm-hmm. companionship and it's after nine o'clock and the kids are in bed and I'm in my pajamas and I yeah. don't want to get dressed and go someplace. I know that I can text Jen and maybe yeah. go over to her house to have a glass of wine. So it's just, you know, like that proximity sometimes yes. can mean so much more um, than necessarily like, a perfect fit or someone yes. you see all the time. Well, and it, it can lead to the come as you are. So that's something right. I wanted to add is that I really didn't have a lot of that come as you are friend. The first one you mentioned where your house is a mess, even my very close little tribe of like new mom friends that I met in Arizona. Um, nobody was quite walking distance almost, but not, right. not true neighbors. And so I almost felt like I never truly got to the come as you are stage or it took a really long time whereas when I moved to where I live now and have like a total neighbor tribe you kind of have to get to the come as you are stage because people are dropping by kids are riding bikes over like you just don't have time to clean up every time a neighbor drops by because there's more of them you know and there's more there's more of those opportunities I mean so that's one thing I wanted to mention the other thing is I think um from the outside when you're a new mom this neighbor thing seems uh, more complicated because you've got babies sleeping inside. You've got nap schedules. You've got right. your kids aren't on bikes yet. Or if they are, right. you're like, you have to watch them at every second. So I also think if this is something you aspire to and you're not getting it yet, it might be a stage of life thing. I mean, yeah. our 
My neighbor tribe is amazing. That's the one group I would truly call a tribe right now because the group text is always going like anyone we can. I mean, the number of things we've we've asked to borrow from each other is like the running list is like (laughs) hilarious. Like, can I borrow? Like, does anyone have whatever a dog bather system? No. Um, But like we just no, I'm not giving that up. No, it's fine. But the kids run around. The garage doors are open. It's really idyllic. But I remember when my kids were really little, there was a group kind of like that in my Arizona neighborhood. And I just was totally watching from the outside because I couldn't figure out how like I had two babies in a stroller and like one on a trike who couldn't even pedal. Like It's just so I I'll, I guess I'll just say just be patient because that might be a stage of life thing. It might not. If everyone has babies and is out in the cul-de-sac, maybe you'll have the neighbor friends when in, in your new mom stage, too. But I I didn't find it till a little later. Can I also mention that in all cases and every single thing we're talking about here, um, I know it's so tempting to look for other people who are in your stage of life and have kids about roughly the same age as yours. But one of the best neighbor friends we ever had was the last house um, we lived in were a retired couple. Yes. Who lived right next door and actually threw some awesome parties, but also just, you know, um, Pat, my old neighbor, she used to cut my hair and you know how, what a lifesaver it was. For me to literally sometimes open my window I know, I love and this. yell into the yard, Pat, I really need a haircut. But at that time, I had a baby and a toddler again, or a baby and a preschooler. And I was like, when am, when am I going to know I have two hours to yes. set aside to get my hair done? I never had that much predictability. So sometimes it would just be like, hey, and then she'd be like, come on over. She had like a little salon set up in her living room. I would bring the baby and, you know, just kind of set her up with some toys on the floor. And that was how I got my hair done for yeah. years. Um. And if I had not, if I had just kind of blow them off because they were 30 years older than us yes. and I would have missed out on, and we still keep in touch. So no, like I would have really missed out on. A I'm really glad you brought that up because I have my like mom tribe in my neighborhood, but we also have two different houses of really, really awesome friends. One is a 75 year old retired um, man who lives by himself and woodworks in his garage. And like my kids go over and see what he's working on in his wood right. shop. And then a couple in their early fifties who have one grown child and whose 94 year old father lives with them. And that like, we do wine nights with that group as well. And we're the only ones with young kids. Um, so yes, I co-sign all of that for sure. Um, okay. So I think, is it my turn? Right. Yeah. Nope. Wait, is it your You did Neighbors. Turn? I just had a oh, lot that's to right. say about it. We were still talking about Neighbors. Okay. <laughs> Go back. Um, yep. To you. Okay. So my next one is the friend who is either politically or socially conscious or just like really interesting, well-read. I think it's really fun to have a friend who challenges you intellectually and mm-hmm. who maybe is outside of your main tribe, but is into things that interest you or challenge you in a different way. Does that make sense? So I have- yeah. Um, a couple of different friends like this. Actually, my friend Myra listens to the podcast, so shout out. But she is just slightly more um, politically and socially con- conscious than I am and like does a really good job of learning about stuff. So like last year during or whenever the election was a year and a half ago, um, we made a coffee date to go through our local ballot initiatives. And like right. it really forced me to like, OK, I'm going to read up on these because I'm going to hang out with Myra and she's, you know, really done her homework on this. And I don't know, it was a very it was a really cool thing. And I always want to have people around me who are who challenge me in that way. So it doesn't have to yeah. be I put politically, socially conscious, but it really doesn't have to be. It could be someone who's always reading great books yep. or who's someone who who goes to really interesting like lectures around town, like, and maybe we'll I, drag you along because yeah. I need to be dragged, but I'm always right. so glad that I am. So that's my next one. I don't know. I love that. Um, well, my, and my last one that I've got, and this can be, usually I find that this friend is also falls into another category as well. Yeah. Um, so this is the drop everything to help you friend. Mm-hmm. And in my life, that's been the come as you are friend. It's been the neighbor friend. Um, it's been like the loose connection friend, like the church friend or like, you know, those loose associations that sometimes like one person will stand out as that person that you can really call. If say you do something dumb, like run out of gas. I've done that before, by the way. Um, (laughs) the other day, my friend Katie texted me in a panic because she got her hairbrush stuck in her hair. It was one of those round brush situations. Now she ended up taking care of it before I had to run over there, but I would have dropped everything and run over because you can't go to work with a brown brush sticking off of your head. That's awesome. That's such a good example. My friend Missy is one of those always like, there's no way if I needed her that she would ever, yeah. you know, pretend to be asleep and not see my text or anything. And I think I've told a story where she had to come get a tick off of my back because 
I was alone at the house with the kids and there was a tick embedded in my, oh my flesh God. and I'm freaking out at the time <laughs> and had to call her to come, you know, pluck it out of me with tweezers at like nine 30 at night. Yeah. So there's, there, you know, there's just, and those friendships, like those are the ones you don't, you don't always know who that person's going to be till yeah. you test them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it, then you figure it out. And it might, I mean, it's on the surface, it seems like, well, that would be your closest friend. But I will say that sometimes to be in a drop everything and help a friend phase, you have to be out of the weeds yourself. Yes. So that sometimes your closest friend, if she has a newborn, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, right. you're not going to want her to drop everything and nor could she. So like right. I have a neighbor across the street whose kids are a little bit older. And a lot of our listeners mentioned how nice it is to have friends whose kids are a little bit older. But she's a great, first of all, she's a nurse or she was a nurse and isn't practicing anymore. But um, she's a great drop everything to help you because She's home a lot. She knows everybody. She always looks at her texts. So, but she's yeah. not my closest friend, but she has come over when one of my kids had a super high fever to see if I thought she thought I should go into urgent care or not. So like the drop everything and help you may not be like your bestie. Even it might just be someone yeah. who's really um, available, in, available. And also some people are great at being heroes. Like some yes, people are great at being that person who jumps into a situation and solves it. I agree. And, and that's and, this yeah. neighbor for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Love that. Um, well, we just have a couple more minutes, but I put all of our listener suggestions here and literally there's like 70 of them or something. So I'm just going to call out a few that are my favorites or that made me think about something in a different way. And you guys have to check out the, the comments both on Instagram and Facebook. And I'll link them up in the show notes because people were just really clever and also really insightful. Yeah. Um, so I'll toss out a couple. Um, Allison on Instagram said the friend that researches every product before buying everyone needs that friend <laughs> yes. that's such a good one um in my little play group in arizona we had um a slogan that said when in doubt let stacy figure it out which another friend came up with that's that slogan awesome. but there was the friend like stacy will figure that out but the rest of us will just do what she does right um so dana also on instagram said the nurse friend you can talk to about your kids funny looking poop or that horrible pregnancy heartburn <laughs> and worse and i have to say i I'm still on the lookout for either an RN or like a pediatrician mom friend. I I really do want one. I'm a little bit anxious when it comes to like my kids getting sick and stuff. And I've always wished for someone that I could text and just say, hey, I'm going to send you a picture of a rash. And like, I don't right. feel like I'd abuse it. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. But like if you have a midwife friend or a nurse friend or a pediatrician friend yep. or like an ER doctor friend, I feel like that is a goldmine. I, is. I wish really I had is. one. So that's a good one. Um. And then, oh, Marianne said, the friend you don't have to clean your house for. I love when people tell me I'm that friend. The accept you as you are. No need for pretense, friend. It's mm, who I aspire yes. to be with all my friends. So we kind That's of awesome. touched on that. But I love that she flipped it around and, and says she wants to be that, that for other people, which is yeah, awesome. I love that, too. Um, I think I have a couple more. Oh, this is a great one from Stephanie on Facebook. She said, the friend that is the counterbalance to your negative self-talk, who tells you how great you are when you can't see it for yourself. I loved that. And then, and then she, she tagged her friend. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I think this is the last one. And this is a really, I'm so glad someone brought this up. Uh, the friend who's like a second mom to your kids, adores them and looks out mm -hmm. for them, but also isn't afraid to give them the business when they deserve it, especially when you're not around to do it for yourself. That so, is so important. I feel like that should be its own episode. It, yeah, it really <laughs> is. And I almost put it as one of mine. And then I felt like I'd just be stealing Elizabeth's idea because I really had for, kind of forgotten about that. But um, I, my kids don't have cousins and I don't have those like like you do people who I have known forever. And then we have kids the same age. Mine have all come in like different phases of life. So that takes that takes a little while. But I remember it in Arizona, especially with a couple of them who my kids could go totally comfortably to their house you know, ask, just, just interact. It's really heartwarming to see your kids, especially little kids, trust another mom like their Agreed. own. And especially yep. if you don't have built-in aunts and uncles and grandmas right in your town. Yep. So I love yeah, that one. Love that. Um, all right. Well, <sighs> it's a good, a good place to wrap up. Um, oh, but we have a few announcements to make, right? Always. Okay. Um, why don't you tell people about what we're doing with more? Episodes? Yes. So we asked in our survey that I think you're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, what, you know, if people would like to hear more from us and if so, if they'd be open to like a more casual, you know, we do the more than mom episodes every now and then. And those typically we kind of have run them sort of like a regular episode, but we just talk about mom, um, topics that aren't related to directly to motherhood and kids. Mm -hmm. So maybe we talk about fashion or whatever. And so we decided 
based on your very um, enthusiastic mm-hmm. feedback that we're going to have a new semi-regular uh, segment series called the More Than Mom there's more than mom episodes. Yeah. So, but they will be separate episodes. Is the they'll main... be separate episodes. Yeah. So they won't. They'll still be in the main feed, mm-hmm. but they won't be. We're not going to number them the same way, are we? No. Or, and we're not no. going to drop them on Tuesdays. So they and won't not take the place of our regular right. weekly show. They'll be yeah. in addition. They're they're an addition. They are a bonus. Yeah. Um. And so the very first one that uh, will come out this Sunday. That's uh, the 25th of February. If you're actually listening mm-hmm. to this when it comes out, and we're talking about beauty product nostalgia. I'm it so excited great. about this one because it's just we're just treating these really casually they're a little shorter and we're just having fun like we're just just riffing on what like i'm running the show on this one i'm not letting sarah drive the bus and make an outline it's basically (laughs) like we just get on the mic and whatever comes to our heads dropping on us talking about (laughs) 90s beauty products exactly i will say with the survey going and you guys emailing us we know that that might not be everyone's cup of tea because some of you really are here for the nuts and bolts parenting advice which is why separating them out really gives you the option so i feel like we have to say this every so often like it's okay if you don't love everything we do like that's that's what the survey reveals and we're totally cool with that like we want you to get from this show what What you need to get what you need from it so if us talking about Bonnie Bell lip balm for 30 minutes is not. We really do spend a lot of time talking about Bonnie Bell lip balm. (laughs) Then we won't be, we won't be offended. We won't even know actually. Yeah. We'll have no idea. Yeah. Um, But then that way, like if you like more of that, more Megan and Sarah, more, more than mom, um, those will drop on Sundays periodically. We'll see how regular the schedule gets, but it'll be fun. Um, And then, as we just mentioned, our survey is still going. Um, It doesn't take very long. It makes us really happy when you fill it out. And it lets us know everything from how old your kids are, what stage of motherhood you're in, to what kind of, what are your favorite types of episodes. Some of the answers surprise us. um, And we absolutely use that information to help grow the show in everything that we do, how we run it as a business, how we work with our sponsors. So it's kind of your chance to tell us what you really think. Um, and it'll be up for a couple more weeks. Um, and you just get to it by going to the Look for the link in the show notes. And I'm also sharing it pretty frequently on social media. So if you've been meaning to, there's still time and we would really appreciate it. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys this Sunday in our more this than Sunday. Mom. Ah, <laughs> and exciting. then we'll be back next Tuesday as always. Thanks, everybody. Bye. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by The Essential Calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time. Yeah. And with summer fast approaching, now is a great time to get the essential calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour.